Welcome back to Dudes vs. Everything. Mm-hmm. As always, we are your host. And I'm Rudy Pro- Robles. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking... Nah, yeah. so, so Jesus Perez and Rudy Robles. <laughs> and today we have a very special guest from the East Coast of the United States, Tony Russo, gentleman and author. How are Hi, you? Thank you. Very well, very well. So happy to be here. I <laughs> accidentally took... Not accidentally, but I get up usually pretty early to write... And I got up early this morning and I didn't write. And then I took a nap. So if you guys want to go to like 4 a.m. my time, I'm fine. I, <laughs> all right. You know, all right. You know, so, it's one of those days where you take you think you're going to sleep for 10 minutes and you sleep for two hours. And then you're like, ah, oh, that's like a night's sleep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I it's might like, oh. not need to sleep again until tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we we have no worries as, at all tonight because we're already drinking. Yeah. Uh, we have a little buzz and then we have we don't work tomorrow. So yeah. we're good. Uh, Brilliant. I know I scheduled the meeting for one hour, but that's just because Zoom, it, it, it like it asked you. But yeah, no, this that's can, fine. This can go as long as it can or, you know, whatever, uh, however long you can go. <laughs> all right. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, are, are you drinking anything tonight? I am. I just made myself a martini, but. Oh, oh, I nice. drank, Very I nice. drank most of it already. I oh. I'm a, I call it uh, I call I call it fat boy punishment juice. <laughs> <laughs> fat boy punishment I, juice. Yeah, because I'm a I'm a I'm a whiskey drinker generally, but whiskey oh, nice. has like nice. thirty more right calories way. per uh, per per serving, and I don't limit myself to one serving. I'm not going to lie. So it's easier to cut back. <laughs> I, <Same>. I, <laughs> I moved back to the white liquor just just until. Uh, I've stopped being so fat, I guess. Oh, so surprisingly (laughs) that you speak about coincidentally (laughs) the very first time, actually. Yeah, um, I usually I always drink whiskey. I try and drink brand new whiskey every single episode. We try to get try to get a new bottle of something. Yeah. Um, And today, while we were at the liquor store, um, I personally have never seen a white or clear um, whiskey before. Like in my life, I've always seen just uh, brown, the the (laughs) regular dark liquor uh, whiskey. But today, um, a brand that I I used to drink a lot of before, way back when I was a little frat boy. um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Paps Blue Ribbon apparently makes a white whiskey. And... (laughs) What caught our interest is that on the label, it says that it's aged for five seconds. <laughs> I, yeah. Forget aging your bottle for or liquor for 14, 13 years. Oh, we're we're going to fucking do it for five seconds. <laughs> I don't I don't want to be the know it all guy, but I actually used to write about beer and uh, and whiskey. Oh, awesome. Nice. So. All liquor is beer. Like you have to have a brewing license to make any kind of alcohol at all. Mm-hmm. And what, uh, and actually an all hard liquor, almost all hard, hard liquor, obviously not obviously to anybody, but me, but like, so tequila is not vodka, but everything right. else is pretty much vodka. Um, <laughs> so what it is is so gin is vodka that they distill with herbs Okay. And whiskey is vodka that they leave in a barrel until it turns brown. <laughs> and okay. so um, the other thing that can have an effect on it is what's called a grain bill, like what kind of uh, what kind of malts and barleys you use and things like right. that. And so like corn liquor is like moonshine and also whiskey. Like <laughs> moonshine is whiskey that hasn't that's only been aged for five seconds i think is what i'm trying to is what i'm trying to get to get out here but paps blue ribbon can make it because they have to do 
because the brewing process is extracting yeah. all of the alcohol from the from the grains. So yeah. that's why I expect Paps could do it pretty pretty effectively. Yeah, yeah. So basically, what you're saying is that I'm just drinking vodka. Not, yeah, it's essentially well, no. He's, you're, you're drinking sad <laughs> moonshine. moonshine. Yeah. Sad moonshine. <laughs> high end moonshine. You got high end moonshine with a screw cap. It's usually in a bell jar. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or like, what what did you call it? The uh, corks. The, ma- the mason yeah. jars. Oh yeah, mason jars and corks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Now we we got our. Oh, I myself, I've never even heard of these guys. Uh, Deep Eddie Lemon. Have you got? Have you heard of them? Uh, I I haven't no. Uh, well, they look like a pretty. I don't I don't know. It's, it's they got a they got a, like a a woman in the middle between the deep and the eddy. She's wearing like a bathing suit. Uh, they're like they're a lemon. Is that fl- why you got it? No no no. <laughs> they're a lemon flavored vodka, and I was just like, I want to try something new, and I haven't had vodka. I'm always going for the tequila, you know. Right. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I don't want just straight up vodka. Let me get something with a flavor. And then I was craving a brisk. So I was like, oh, let me get a <laughs> let me get a brisk and then some vodka. And then I just blended them up. And here I, am, I was going to say not for nothing. But why is that orange? You just showed me two yellow things. But what you're drinking <laughs> is orange. Chemistry. No, <laughs> uh, I, there, I had a, I have a fruit punch one in the, in the oh, fridge. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, when you mix green with green, you get red. <laughs> yeah. When you mix yellow with yellow, you get orange. Apparently, <laughs> that's that's uh, what do you call it? Alchemy for you. Yeah. <laughs> So tell us, uh, how, what led you or what came across? Yeah, I really want to know, like, what? Uh, sorry, I'm no, sorry. No, you go ahead. Yeah, man. I'm sorry. I do but, it like, all the time I, for you. I really want to know, like, what led you to, like, go into this basically, like, rabbit hole of, like, this, like, whole cult and all this, like, all these things? Because it's very interesting to me. Like, I don't know. Like, I, 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 so I there are things that I can't fathom the internet is one thing you know yeah it's like yeah. data it's all over the place and then people creating a cult out of that yeah you know how, how, well, yeah so interesting enough i was saying earlier i i did a show called this is war and um the show eventually got canceled and the company back. said to me what do you want to do next and i wanted to do um a series about religious scam artists and i was actually Mm. working on a completely different story and one of the people at the company said hey have you heard about this sherry shriner lizard thing and i'm like no and she said you you should look (laughs) (laughs) and once as as you may have seen you know once you start looking it is really really hard to turn away and so in the process of me doing this the show came apart Mm. It's a it's a long story that nobody really needs to hear. And I'm like, well, I have all this stuff. Can I write this book? And they said, yes. So they let me write this book using all this information that I had found. And the information that I found was just just remarkable. Um, The main character. So the premise of the book is um, this woman. Her name is Barbara Rogers. Right. Is in a cult with her boyfriend, uh, Stephen Minio. And they have a falling out with the cult leader whose name is Sherry Schreiner. And as part of the falling out, Sherry sent a text to Stephen that said, Barbara is a vampire, witch, reptilian. <laughs> She's going to destroy you. Stephen said, you're out of your mind. And then two weeks later, he was dead and Barbara was charged with his murder. Holy shit. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> Reptilians might be real. <laughs> and that is and that's the hook for the story, you know, for I think for what I think are obvious reasons. No, um, yeah. But it really my book is really I was is fascinating to to listen to your last show. It touches on very many of the same things. It's like once you commit to a kind of religion, you're just all the way in. Yeah. And I've been waiting to tell you this story for about an hour. Um, <laughs> we've we've been kind of like, oh, dude, like, yeah, we've we been said seven o'clock, and I was just like, oh, can we do it now? So, <laughs> I, well, I heard something that you said in the last episode. You were talking about being Catholic. Um, as and, all Mexicans are born well, and raised, I'm, 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 it's funny. I'm Italian and that's what it is. It's like, you're either an atheist or a Catholic. There's no, <laughs> yeah. And, and I think if you live in Italy, you're probably both. Um, interesting, <laughs> but you were talking about, you know, the, the Rosicrucians and the, uh, and, and all of those things and the oldest conspiracy theory on the planet. So mm. Sherry Schreiner and her people were um they followed more jewish than traditional christian rules okay so for instance they were supposed to keep kosher and things <laughs> like that right they went to church on saturday instead of sunday and things like that all right and the reason is and this is this is not only true but if you look this up on the internet <laughs> i hope you don't have anything to do later on because <laughs> we're going to get into a rabbit you're going to go all the way down the oldest conspiracy theory in the Christian religion goes like this. Paul was on the road to Damascus and he was knocked off his horse and there was a bright light and that bright light was the devil and not Jesus. Holy shit. Paul <laughs> went on to write almost all of the New Testament. And so he was the one who said, you don't have to keep kosher anymore. And he uh -huh. was the one who said, you don't have to follow all the old Jewish religions that God used to say you don't have to follow. All of the contradictions in the Bible, many of the contradictions in the Bible come from the writings and the teachings of Paul. So if Paul actually ran into the devil instead of God that day on the road <laughs> to Damascus, then most Christians are devil worshipers. That is and insane. It's all a scam. It's all a scam. And that's what Christianity and religion is a scam. And that's what and that's what Sherry and her people believed. They believed that the churches yeah. were following the devil because either Paul worked for the devil or he was deceived by the devil. And I, I'm sure you know this, but for the listeners who don't like Paul never met Jesus. He wasn't in that club. They call him Paul the <laughs> Apostle, but he showed up after Jesus was dead. And so, you know, hey, wait, he never met Jesus. And wait, he just <laughs> says that this light told him that he could change all of the rules for that we're practicing now. That's interesting. You know, it doesn't and, sound like Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where it gets really, really kooky, you know, because he's interpreting stories that he heard about Jesus. Right. And like whether he saw God or the devil or whether he had an aneurysm, that doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> what matters is his rules are the ones that Christians tend to follow. Yeah. Like he had a huge fight with Peter. Like he and Peter had these huge falling out because they thought the church should be going in two different directions. And Peter was the one who allegedly had been friends with Christ. And, you know, Paul wasn't. And so hmm. 
that makes sense, right? Yeah, it makes and sense. Then, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was no, I was just gonna say because like uh, Jesus and God and everywhere you read and like know about, they, they always say it's like, oh, there's never gonna be divine intervention unless like the world is fucking on fire and some shit. And like the devil's like, nah, fuck it. Like I'm gonna show yeah. myself. <laughs> <laughs> So it's a it's a it's a premise that a lot that appeals to a lot of people and really not just, you know, not not just like what we'll call crazy people like this is some right. of the things that Seventh Day Adventists believe, hmm. you know, there are um, there are very conservative uh, Baptist teachings that are very much like this. So this idea that she was this fringe religion doesn't really doesn't really hold water it's just the reptiles and the orgone um make people think that you know maybe it's made up uh <laughs> so i have a question so do you think that well i'm pretty sure they are aware but do you think that like i guess i don't know what to call them like people within like the top Elitist, elitist, I guess, of Christianity oh, are aware uh, about this. I, would you call but, them like hierarchies? Or? I, I mean, I don't know if there's a hierarchy in like Christian. I'm pretty sure there is. I <laughs> what, so my and I don't even know if this is a conspiracy theory. This might just be true. Um, wow. Let's talk about the Pope for a moment. Let's let's mm -hmm. stick with Catholicism. We're comfortable there, right? right and I can tell everyone. you, <laughs> and then I can tell you, Mike. Catholicism. Yes. Conspiracy theory, if you'd like Please. to hear it. Yes. Okay. So the deal is, um, as you guys mentioned on last night, most of the Bible has been copied and people took out things they didn't like and added mm -hmm. things they didn't like. Yep. <laughs> you know who knows that better than anyone else on the whole planet is the Pope. Oh, I thought because, you were going to say the king or something. No, no, the Pope, because the thing is in, in, in the Catholic religion and in the Catholic priests they are their tradition isn't tied to the bible their tradition is still part of the oral tradition from allegedly peter like huh. okay. the uh when they when and so anytime a priest becomes a priest they have a ceremony right and mm -hmm. part of the ceremony is the hands that are touching you <laughs> are peter are, are were, were peter's hands like peter okay. you know so jesus laid his hands on peter Peter's laid his hands on a bunch of different priests, and those priests are yeah. Catholic priests. So any Catholic priest is whatever, 70,000 degrees removed from Jesus touching Peter. But there, it's it's a long right. Jesus touching Peter is awful. But it's, <laughs> <laughs> but it's I a guess, lineage. I guess the, the mistranslation of the Catholic priest. Oh, we're going to touch the They should have left his name Simon. So... <laughs> Pern is, yeah, they, they really don't like to talk about that nowadays at, at the Vatican. Uh, so theirs anyway is a more oral tradition than we like to believe. Right. Whereas, you know, when Martin Luther did his thing, um, you know, the thing that we get caught up with, and um, so so Martin Luther, for your listeners who, who aren't Catholic or boring, um <laughs> so 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 Martin Luther was the guy he had a problem with the way that the priests were behaving because they were behaving like idiots you know they were letting people buy sins in advance like you buy could buy sins. yeah it was called uh I'm sorry it's been too long uh, indulgences you could okay. buy indulgences so you go on Monday morning 
you have the priest 20 bucks and he's like, okay, you get five sins. They're pretty <laughs> the forgiven. Fuck? Oh yeah. Oh no, it's huge. Yeah. And so Martin Luther was like, this probably isn't right. <laughs> let's let's take that out of <laughs> yeah, there. If, if you actually break down Catholicism, it's very we're, we're it's kind of weird. We're, you know like how, we, I mean, how we said it, like, oh, we, we don't uh, I don't like gay people. So like put that in the Bible. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I, so I, I was born and raised Catholic. And it's it's really weird once you actually take a step back and just dissect everything. It's you not know? Right. like it, like, oh, like you kill the man. That's kind of messed up. But then but, you can go tell the priest. Oh, forgive but if me. you say these five, um, you know, like Hail, Hail Marys, Marys, you'll be you'll be OK. You're it is. Yeah, I'm I'm a product of, you know, 12 years of Catholic school. So and then, you know, I also studied religion in college. So I I got, you know, very well the system of how it all works. Yeah. And what I don't know, I'm pretty good at making up so people can't tell. (laughs) Nice. And so Martin Luther's like, this is wrong and people should be able to, you know, be closer to God. So part of his revolution was having the Bible printed. Now, do you know who knows very well that the Bible doesn't really hold up to close scrutiny? The Catholic priests, they're like, they're like, no, you can't print this. If you print this and people read this, they're going to lose their fucking minds because none of it makes sense. And he's like, (laughs) and he's like, well, if God talked to the prophets, he'll talk to people. And that's why today you can go down to the IRS and say, I'm not paying taxes anymore. God told me to, 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 to preach his word and everybody can just start being a preacher. And it was because I believe of the Catholic church's hubris, uh-huh. um, <laughs> but you know, they're like, we're the, we're the only game in town. And once, once the Bible got printed, they weren't really the only game in town. People could say, Hey, wait, they said this, but this, in the Bible doesn't really hold up against it. That's why Catholic beliefs are the ones. I mean, there are Baptists who believe that Catholics really are Satan worshipers. Yeah. Um, it, the Bible Catholic practice doesn't really hold up to the Bible, but I think it would be more accurate to say that the Bible doesn't hold up to Catholic practices because <laughs> they're the ones essentially, you know, who's, who have the lineage of knowledge. I mean, and it's still an, or, like I said, they have the oral, oral traditions and the and the years of practices yeah. that I mean, so they had these practices for 1400 years before yeah, anybody for anybody before anybody's like, oh, here's the Bible. You should see if they're doing it. <laughs> what right. the fuck is a book? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and so and so that uh, that's where it kind of that was the first crack in this monolith of belief that many people had, like there were, as you were saying, there were the, the Muslims. Yeah. And there were the Christians and there were the Jews broadly speaking. And then of course there was Asia and they have, you know, South Asia has a ton of shit going on and right. East Asia has a ton of shit going on. But for our purposes, for why Sherry's a crazy person, we can stick with the, uh, with the Western three and, and I think be safe. <laughs> No, hundred percent, and it's it all it all kind of trips me out because how you were just saying how uh, people nowadays can go to the IRS and be like, well, you know, it doesn't really you know fit my agenda. It's like it's been so intertwined and so interpreted to your own personal peoples that like 
we we've now we've we're in a we're in like a state of being where we're more church and state than separated church and state like it's so intertwined just because people were like well over here in my core of my religion right I'm from such and such place it says this and you can't you can't you can't infringe upon my religion and right it, yeah and what's kind of messed up it and I don't think, I mean, I'm not a constitutional scholar, but I don't think that was the founder's intent. You got to remember that when, when they were in England, there was a tax to support the church. And mm-hmm. essentially what they were saying was, we don't want to pay church tax anymore. And I don't know how that turned into churches don't have to pay tax anymore. But I think it was like a a bargaining chip, like, okay, I'll tell you what, we're not going to fund you as a member of the government, but we're not going to require funding from you. Mm. And that was when there was just the one church still, you know, they never thought that some schmuck in Iowa was going to be like, hey, you know what? I have a church now. I'm not paying taxes. (laughs) Well, you know, fucking what do you call it? Proof God isn't talking to me. Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh man! Like what? What is what's what is the craziest? I I feel like me the the rept the reptilian people and the spaghetti monster are probably the the wildest out of the book religions that I've heard of. So I may not know a lot about it. I mean, anyone can correct me if I'm wrong. But the spaghetti monster was created kind of as a, like a meme. N- not well, not a meme, but essentially as. A satire is a joke mm. um, to basically. Yeah, but then people took uh, it like seriously. I don't think a lot of people take it seriously. It's the fact that people choose to. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah, mm. they, they choose to, to show that they take it seriously to basically make fun of everyone who um, follows. Make religion. fun of religion. Yeah, ba- okay. in, in, in an essence. Kind of like how like modern day Satanism was just like. As no you were way. saying. Yeah, it has nothing to do with Satanism, but like we're using Satanism and the word Satan to like be like, nah, we're rebellious against your fucking Christianity. Well, to undermine the idea that religion is something that should have a voice in public life. Right. Or be exempt from the responsibilities of public life. Like if you're a Pastafarian, you know, you could say <laughs> as a Pastafarian, I, I don't want to register for the draft. Right. And like, I don't think any Pasifarians would say that because the idea of it is just to, as you said, I think, make fun of the idea that you can say whatever you want. And as long as you have a religion behind you, nobody can call you on it. I mean, they they have. uh, Like if you're. This isn't a cheap shot at people who wear religious garb around. No, I do it. But (laughs) if. If you're a, a Pastafarian, you can dress like a pirate, no matter what the dress regulations at your school or work are. Yeah, you, like, you if you want to go to work every day, dress like a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of insane. just kind of like we're in the military. If if you go under uh, nor- being a Nordic, uh, what do you call it? Nordic. Nordic. Yeah, you can have a beard or uh, if you're like Muslim, you can have a beard or wear certain things. And- so one of the things that still trips me out to this day in the military yeah. Um, which I'm pretty sure is just like, you know, Pastafarianism, um, <laughs> is the way of the Jedi. I don't know if um, oh, you've but, heard of it. Yeah, No, yeah, it's a whole but religion. It's a whole religion. 
like they um, use like the actual book of the jedi and yeah um when um when i was training as a medic um i met up with one of um of this navy um what's it called uh chaplain uh-huh. um pastor or whatever you want to call him did he touch you uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, um and uh and he was telling me, yeah, we, we have to learn about the book of Jedi and like all the, mm. the sacred texts of Jedi. And I'm like, the military yes. recognizes it. Yeah. Uh, because they have to. Yeah. And it's crazy. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, and that's I, the thing. You try to undermine it and all you do is make it stronger. Yeah, exactly. Know? Yeah. And that's um, I read a very interesting book recently. Um, and this this is tied to my book, but uh, it's called the story paradox it'll be out in november mm. but i was i wrote a review on it ding, and ding, ding. one of the things that the author made very clear is that in order to have an empathetic character mm. you need to have a villain and so right. a lot of people especially especially as things have get, gotten so divisive you know they're they're like well if we were just able to tell better stories then we would be able to convince people of our positions, you know, we'd be able to say, Hey, you know, let's tell a story about not being mean, but every story needs a villain. And you need so to be mean if, to be nice. Exactly. And so if you're, if you're create, if you're trying to find a way to end opposition, you can't really use stories, but if you want to end opposition, it's really only going to work. If you can find a way to use stories, it was a really, it was really trippy that way. This, this idea that, you know, stories are the problem and the solution at the same time, you know? Yeah. I mean, it hundred percent makes sense. It, it literally makes sense. It, it's kind of like the, I don't want to even say the cliche, but like, you can't have one without the other, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, you wouldn't know what one is like. You wouldn't know what happiness is until you've been depressed. You wouldn't know what being depressed is like until you've been yeah. happy. And if you're always happy, then something's wrong with you. <laughs> I think, um, I guess this is kind of off topic, but I think my favorite stories are the ones where the protagonist is not versus a, a single antagonist, but versus everybody. Kind of the um, protagonist. So the good, the guy. protagonist. So the good guys uh, against everybody. So say for example, like the movie, an antihero. Um, I guess kind of like the movie, um, the Joker, where oh the he new the new one, yeah, the, yeah. the, the latest one where he doesn't have necessarily one person who's against him. It's society. It's society that that's, I guess, against him. It was all about like mental health. And yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, or you can think of a show very similar. Like you can think of a show like Dexter where they make the entire Mm -hmm. country for a brutal murderer because (laughs) he's murdering worse people. Like we get, as long as we get to, and so what this, I'm here to plug this guy's book apparently, but (laughs) what, uh, what what he kind of gets at is this idea of being everyone thinks that there's I'm sorry, everyone is the main character in their story. Huh. And mm-hmm. if you're the main character in your story, you are by definition the good guy. You're everyone is the good guy. Huh. And it, go ahead. Yeah, no, it, it just that uh, it's baffling. Right. And so no matter what you're doing. You're doing it for like the right reasons because you are the good guy in the story. So it has to be you that comes out on top. I have something very awful to say, and I apologize because you look like <laughs> nice okay. people. 
Um, no, uh, a guy just killed a couple of his kids. Did you see that? Oh, uh, uh, what state? Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's really I awful. I feel like it, I feel one? like he went. I feel like he went to Mexico. He thought they were reptiles. It, oh, it's, really? No, we haven't read that one. No. Oh, every reptile murder I get, I, I oh, get emails so, all day. No, so this happened when? Yesterday or the day before? Oh my god! Yeah, wow. and so like. And he said, I know that you think I'm crazy, but I know that they were reptiles and they had to be killed and I'm ready to face my punishment. Holy shit. Like, he's he's the good guy. I mean, and we would love that if it were a movie. If he, like (laughs) all the movies where they kill the alien and people are like, that wasn't really an alien. You're going to jail. They're like, I know, but I saved the universe. Yeah, you know what? And and we're like, that was the best movie ever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I, 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 it's at home. It's, it's yeah, the it's die a, hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Yeah, no, but like, I just, <laughs> right? I just saw a movie last night too. Uh, and uh, it, it was on uh, Hulu, which who I don't know, it Hulu has some we're weird, plugging in a lot of things. Tonight. No, uh, <laughs> it's okay, but like, Hulu has some weird. I would say weirder movies than Netflix. Yeah. I feel like Netflix is just like off the walls. Like, I don't give a F like who cares. Right. Like we're going to be R rated and they're dope. They have the money, but Hulu is just like, Hey guys, check out this indie movie. It's a, it's, it's bound to win some awards. They have some pretty, they have some good, but the movie, it, 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 it was, it was, I, I feel like it had a lot of twists, but um, uh, this married man, this divorced man, the movie starts off with the, the with the mother, shooting herself at the dinner table in the head. She just commits suicide. And then is this Mitzmar? No, no, no. Okay. No. And <sighs> then the, the husband, uh, which, cause they were getting divorced. The husband has a girlfriend that he's already planning to ask to marry. And the two kids don't like the new girlfriend, but the dad's like, Oh, let's go take you to our vacation home. Uh, but it's just going to be you, the girlfriend and you two kids. And I'll meet you guys days later because i have this work thing well while they were alone there was a winter storm the dad was away and apparently she was like a schizophrenic or something because she needed medication and she would hallucinate and she would hear things and dream things but she was in a cult like a like a whole christian or catholic cult before before being with the husband and in that cult she killed I don't know how many people, but in the, in the name of the Lord and then like, Oh, you guys are going to pass on. And, right. and the kids ended up finding this out and they're like, no, we don't like her. So, <laughs> so, so they gaslighted her the entire movie, literally gaslit her the entire movie they're, They made her pretend she's crazy because she stole, they stole their medications, stole all her clothes while they, while she was asleep. And so when she right. woke up, she's like, where's all my stuff? And they're like, what are you talking about? Like, we did, we've been asleep. And like, long story short, like she ends up thinking that she's crazy and God is talking to her and she ends up trying to kill herself, but it doesn't work out. So when the husband finally comes back, she's like, see, we're all in purgatory already. We're all already dead. She's like going through this whole fucking psychosis. Mm-hmm. She thinks she's in the purgatory legitimately. She's like, look, the gun doesn't work. And then when she look goes to fucking shoot the husband, like, see, look, the gun doesn't work. You can't die. Literally, she shoots the husband in the head. He dies. And then the movie ends with her. It, it doesn't show it, but. It, yeah, it shows uh, how many terms it, it shows her putting tape over the kid's mouth 
And then uh, right before the credits roll, you know that they're all about to die. Like, wow, that's yeah. an uplifting film. Well, <laughs> you, I guess I'm going to watch that movie because you said the whole plot. But. <laughs> I, it was a really, really, I don't recommend that's the movie. Right. He didn't say the name. So oh, unfortunately, I did we'll watch it and we won't know until halfway through. We'll be like, oh, shit, I know how this ends. Exactly. Wait a minute, it was I've a, seen this before. <laughs> it was a really, really slow burn kind of movie. Like I was wondering what the fuck was going on. Like I had no idea what was going on until the end. I have a question. What? Uh, have you actually seen Midsommar? Sorry yeah, no. for going back. Yeah, Midsommar. Great movie if you haven't watched it, by the way. I don't need to be any more depressed than I already am. Thank <laughs> you. Wait, so does that mean you have seen it? No, it means that I know what it is and I'm not watching okay. it. Oh, oh, no, no, no. So it, no, so, so it's, it is a really kind of a set. No, it's not set. It's, it's, how okay. would you describe that? Okay, so the way so that I would the describe The question, the way that I, the thing that I tend to say is, I'm about as mad about religion as I probably should get. Okay. Who is this guy? <laughs> Same here. Yep. Yeah, right. <laughs> you reach a point where you're like, you know what? I don't, I, you, you convinced me. I don't, I don't want to be any more, any more angry. I've got all the, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, uh, I'm right. I'm like Bruce Banner at the end of the Avengers. You know, I'm like, Oh, I'm always angry. <laughs> I'm just controlling. <laughs> Um, but one of the, just, just to kind of, just to kind of touch on that, what's frustrating about religion is that broadly speaking, people are trying to do good. They mm -hmm. want to be good. They just, how they end up, what they end up thinking of as good is just random. It's mm -hmm just has yeah. to do with the best story they hear before they you know do whatever awful thing they're about to do or whatever positive thing they were about to do um there's this woman in in my book her name is kelly mm -hmm. um and spoilers you know she she's a victim of suicide she ends up killing herself and you know in the weeks before she kills herself in the months you know, before she kills herself, she's going around. She thinks she's an angel. Hmm. And she's just going around literally being the best Christian that she can. And, okay. you know, and like, how do you know? Like she was she was having a, a, a mental breakdown, like she was severely <laughs> right. depressed. And her entire world was coming apart. And the worse things got for her, the better she behaved toward all of the people around her. And though, so when she finally ends up committing suicide, it's like, oh, that was her being crazy. We thought it was her <laughs> just being a good Christian. And it looks the mm. same, right? You know, right until, right until the very end. And that's what, you know, the, the real warning bell aren't the guys who drag their kids out and kill yeah. them you know the the warning bell is someone that is like too good like you can yeah, there's be a, there's too a thing. good right up until right up until the very end uh go ahead i was just gonna say there's a thing like toxic positivity that there's a yes. there's, you can be there's you are it, it's unnatural to be overly good it's unnatural to be overly happy and if you are always good and always bad I, there's 
physio- physiologically, I was going to say physically, well, maybe physically, but physiologically and mentally, like there's something not okay. And then you find out in retrospect, she killed herself because she was freaking out. Yeah, she yeah. was, she was, you know, well, she killed her. I don't think that she thinks she killed herself. There are two possible suicides, one murder suicide, one mm. real, you know, one definite suicide and one questionable death. Um, but I think everyone, I don't think anyone involved thought that they were committing murder or killing themselves. You know, um, I believe that Kelly was trying to get, um, she thought she had to go help God in his war. And I think uh, she thought she was coming back. I think she thought she had to, you know, incapacitate her current body um, and then get her new angel body to do the war. But I, I, she, I think she thought she was coming back. Um, and I think that um, I think that the other guy thought he was jumping dimensions. Um, so, but you know, the, the jumping dimensions thing. I don't know if you guys have heard of the Mandela effect. Yeah. Yes. 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 We've touched base on it before. All right. I didn't, I'm sorry. I didn't go back enough. Oh, that's okay. We've t- we've touched base on it, but we haven't like dove in. Yeah. We've kind of just dove in. Kind of so within the PP subject. It, yeah. yeah. Uh, Peter, <laughs> Peter G's this is that. Um, but so I believe that this guy um, thought that he was like, Jump started the Mandela effect by killing himself or by having his girlfriend kill him. Um, I don't know what she was thinking. I mean, she doesn't know what she was thinking. So how could I? So therefore, uh, creating his own timeline, kind of a Mandela yeah, effect. Yeah, just just you know, you pull the trigger. There's something called. All right, I don't know if you know this. I mm. didn't know this until I wrote the book. Okay. So mm. I don't want to come off like I'm some sort of smarty pants. <laughs> But you guys have heard of the whole Schrodinger's cat thing? Yeah, yes. he freaking I, talks I talk about, about it all, it all the, the time. Freaking, like not okay. even on the podcast, but like, oh, you could be Schrodinger's cat. Me, 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 me. Well, here's something I don't want to. All right, I don't want to embarrass you in front of in front of your friend. Again, <laughs> I just learned it myself, so I'm not a smarty pants. I literally just the idea of Schrodinger's cat was to prove that the physics they were using didn't work. It wasn't to prove that the cat was both dead and alive. It was like by introducing the paradox, which I swear to God, I didn't know this until a year ago. I don't even, I, that's news to me. <laughs> yeah. And so the idea was the idea behind Schrodinger's cat is it said essentially that you have these two principles. And if you use these principles, if you say that these work, then the result would be uh, a cat that was dead or alive, right? But that's supposed to prove that those two principles don't work together. It's not supposed to prove that the cat could be dead or alive at the same time. <laughs> right? It's backwards. Everybody it, has it backwards it, and it nobody is, knows it. it. Yeah. I, I'm like, I'm trying like two plus two equals three. <laughs> yeah. And when I read that, I actually, so I'm, I'm fortunate enough to know a lot of way smarter people. And I sent <laughs> one of the way smarter people I know the paragraph. And I'm like, is this? Does this look right? <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, everybody gets that backwards completely." <laughs> so, yeah, cuz I fix the summary of this, please. <laughs> yeah. And so there's this other thing that's like um uh that's like Schrodinger's cat and it's called mm-hmm. quantum suicide and the idea is every time you pull the trigger, the bullet either will the gun either will or will not misfire. 
So you could be both committing suicide and not committing suicide when you pull the trigger. But you don't know until after the trigger is pulled. Mm -hmm. But again, it's just supposed to show that physics, that the current, the current way we're looking at physics is probably not sufficient. Even Um, if there is a bullet behind there, like you don't know until after the fact. Right, yeah. you bring right. the whole Murphy's Law into this as well. well. I feel like you bring in like several. You bring different in a lot of different things that, oh, it's, like, it's like it could be this, but it could be that, and it could be this, but it could be that also. Yeah, anything that could happen, uh, anything that can happen, could happen. Yeah, right. And then you know, but you know, probability is a real math, and it's hard. Yep. You know, and math a is lot of worst subject. <laughs> yeah. So the. uh the quantum suicide, I I believe, and I mean, the guy who died led me to believe that he thought quantum suicide was the thing that jump-started the Mandela effect. Huh. So if you kill yourself in this reality and this reality is the wrong reality, you jump to the reality you belong in. And... Huh. You know, like you're living the wrong life. And once you kill yourself, you'll start living the right life. You'll be back in the regular life. That who's you who's to, to say be. that which who 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 determines the right life and the wrong life? Well, the life he was living was super, super shitty. So that's why oh, okay, I think he okay. thought it's yeah. like, all right, the good life, the right life would be the, the that the, would be going into like a higher power. Like I was. Yeah. Meant for my more. faith. Yeah. yeah. OK. So as um, long as he's living a good life. Which right, is the is right life. <laughs> there's some genuine people out there that like to live off of this um i guess probability in a way of uh, i know this is weird and kind of a weird way to veer off of all this but as kind of um a thrill they live on oh. this probability of either living or dying and they try to seek this thrill no matter what wouldn't you and call those like a adrenalist adrenaline junkies yeah. is what they're called trying to trying to uh, um, attempt or not attempt they like, know that they could die yeah but um they continue to go on and try and basically beat the odds no matter what and that's what creates that thrill and I feel like sometimes, yeah, sometimes, I mean, they do die due to the things that they do, but it's that thrill, but it, it could, it goes so much more deeper in that. Like, mm. um, say for example, someone who, um, jumps out of an airplane at 5,000 feet, um, without a parachute and their parachute was thrown off of the airplane. Um, and they before, had to like, catch it. Yeah, and they had to catch it. <laughs> I'm I dead. Mean, I'm dead. Th- there's a probability that they could possibly um, get that parachute, put it on, and then actually activate it. There's also a probability that they can't. And and it's so crazy to me about these thrill seekers and these. I'm a, I'm I'm gonna call them thrill seekers because I feel like a okay. junkies is, is is a weird term, but I mean technically they are adrenaline junkies. Um, but it's so fascinating to me about these people who who try to seek these impossible odds and try and like continue their lives within these things. They they know nothing but and they feel nothing but emptiness and just Same. sorrow without these <laughs> impossible odds and the impossible feats. And I feel like there should be a there should be a a possible protagonist trope 
or something like that, who seeks the impossible odds um, constantly. Um, there should be kind of like a story or uh, something like that within but, but those. So know. many, but there's there's like tons of stories like that. Like I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> Robin Hood, right? Like I'm going to, you know, yeah, right. That's I mean, that's what we like about stories. We like the exactly. we like the stories where there's one guy and he is so totally gonna die and then he <laughs> doesn't. Wait, Robin, you Hood know? <laughs> oh no. But he so totally is. I mean, he walks into the sheriff's thing and they've all got their arrows on him and he's just got a mustache on like that fool. Like it's fooling anybody, you know. <laughs> uh, and so this whole this whole idea that, well, you know, I'm going to the beating the impossible odds stories are the ones we love the best. Exactly. No one yes. loves a story about me going to the bank. I wish they did. Mm. I would. <laughs> I would take it would take a lot of the pressure off if I could just write a story. It was like a dramatized story. Tony the dude in the front, he he needed change (laughs) and he didn't have his ID with him, but he had like his gym card and they argued about whether or not that is this fucking guy. I was at the teller and this fucking guy behind me. I was just trying to fucking get my change. Right. And the guy behind this, some guy, he was like, I'm fucking Tony Russo. And then yeah. over there was fucking Robles over there, fucking out of nowhere. And I'm just trying to get my change. And then all of a sudden, yeah, that's a story how I went to the bank. I mean, yeah. Netflix is Netflix is basically signing everything. Yeah. So, but, you know, yeah. I, mean- I think that might be short of Netflix, but just barely you know but but that's the thing like we like those stories we and do we love them if we want to be part of them you know people i think often feel like they have to create them for themselves this and and, and again not to be too self-centered about it but like that's the the book is all about that it's about a bunch of people trying mm-hmm. to show that they were the most important factor in the war between god and the devil like they were the thing that was keeping evil from completely taking over the world. And all of them believed that they were the most important and they acted that way, like for real. It's not like, you know, it's funny because when you look at what we call like normal religious people, like we kind of like them. I don't think you there's know? any normal religious well, person. You know what? There's, you know, there's the, the lady. Samaritan, she, maybe. Yeah, know? she volunteers at the St. Vincent de Paul Society. <laughs> she crosses the kids. She gives out communion at church or whatever. But mostly she minds her own business. You know, she's yeah. not going on adventures to kill Satan, you know. But, I mean, maybe she should be. Like She's <laughs> also part of the Westboro Baptist Church. Yeah, right? <laughs> no, don't even get me started on those people. We'll talk well, about that but, in the later. That Well... <laughs> But I think it's a similar thing. For example, the West Westboro Baptist Church as yeah. the protagonists. Mm-hmm. Imagine that you are standing near some railroad tracks and you see a person that's on the railroad tracks and you mm-hmm. see a train that's coming. Right. If you don't do anything you can to get those that person off the railroad tracks, you've essentially killed them. Yeah. That's what the Westboro Baptist Church believes. Mm. They like, believe we've actually it. met some. Actually, I don't know Did if we? you're. We we went to a Weezer concert, but that that's another story. Oh, <laughs> we'll we'll continue on. Sorry, no, uh, but but that's but, but again, that's the that's the that's the idea of like God put you in charge of making sure that no one went to hell. Like and if you are the goes, guardians here. Exactly. Protect us. They call that's themselves so the weird. Watchmen. 
And I feel like those people have a God complex. Like they have some type of complex that just makes them want to believe that they are the main character in life. I guess. But if you once you take the Bible seriously, you know, once yeah. you take the Bible. if So you grow up and everybody says if you do everything in this book, you get to live forever. Like, yeah. What if you really believe that? Like there are people who do really believe that if they do everything that's in the book, they get to live forever. And like, then there are those people that actually do try to do all that. Yeah. And they're crazy people, Yeah, you know, and sometimes they don't kill other people. And so we don't notice. Mm. But the the idea of trying to live out the contradictory messages in the Bible is going to drive you bonkers. It is. There's no way around it. It's It's going to make you. It's going to make the rest of your life unintelligible because my what my argument in the book is that once you detach yourself from rules, like once you detach yourself from what I think today has to be similar to what I thought yesterday, mm -hmm. then what you think is the only thing that matters. And from moment to moment, if it changes, you don't have to notice that because you're already comfortable with the you guys were in the last show talking about like kind of a hypocrisy, but I would think of it more as like this contradictory, these contradictory rules that you're trying to follow at the same time. Yeah. I and guess that's a whole yeah. other way of thinking about yeah, it. Yeah. It makes you a little kooky. I mean, it's got to break you. Your brain is for putting things in order. And if you tell your brain, we no longer put things in order and one thing doesn't relate to another thing. I mean, then you, then whatever happens next is, is a roll of the dice, you know. I, I feel like those, uh, <laughs> those so, people. No, no, no. I, I, uh, let me, let me. Them is a that. tough word to use. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I've had, a, I've uh, had, a, I've had to banish them and they from my vocabulary. Yeah. Um, but I feel like people like that. <laughs> true believers. Um, I try. I try true believers. I try the actual faithful. I try the actual faithful. I, I like that. I'm going to use that. <laughs> I try the actual faithful. Um, I, I, I've seen so many, like, I guess Facebook, Facebook is, is Facebook is, is, is a whole is, different is, world. Is, it's a, it's a crazy world, but I've seen Facebook posts where, where people base their whole morality and their like actual beliefs on like basically being a, quote unquote good person because good is I guess subjective. Yeah. Um, but they they base their morality off of their religion and they start to say these things like, oh, so basically if I didn't believe in God, I could basically go kill anybody. Like what kind of what? thinking is that? <laughs> like that uh, you have just, to have God just, in you or else you will die. Like if you don't believe in God, then I can basically go kill anybody. No, that that's not how that works. Well, first of all that's that illegal. Definitely not how that works. You live in well, America. <laughs> one of the one of the one of the fun things in philosophy is um, like this is stolen from Plato. It's certainly not an original idea. Uh, but you know, it, he says, you know, is it right because it's right, or is it right because God says it's right? And so, like, mm. if God says, you know, we're supposed to kill every third baby. Does that making does that make killing every third baby right? And uh, I mean, everybody wants to say no. Most people would say God would never say that. And 
Nah, Hello, sometimes he I does. Mean, yeah, sometimes he says, read the Bible. Yeah, sometimes he says, baby's got to die. Well, he said that uh, he warned them that he was going to kill all the babies. Oh, but yeah, all the if, babies. Fuck them. <laughs> but if if the Jewish people put blood Passover, if Jewish people put blood on their door, then he wouldn't kill the babies in that house. See, now that that whole idea is like now now you need to draw blood, whether it whatever where we're from oh no you had to kill it a, you had to kill a goat it's it's passed and, and like oh kill kill something alive <laughs> goats are pretty cool you know like and you gotta kill this nice animal and uh, another thing that uh, that that i guess uh i guess catch or caught my attention um is um when i was watching a video on satanism um i think i watched it maybe about two three days ago right um there was this guy who was basically trying to simplify like the Bible. Right. Um, and, um, and when um, I forget, I forget the names. There's so many names in the Bible. Um, Joseph, Adam, uh, Bosley, Bobby, Drick, Rob, Bob, <laughs> just fucking everybody. Um, <laughs> but the, um, the parent who was supposed to um, basically stab his son because God, uh, Abraham, Abraham. Oh yeah, and, um, and and the devil came up as a snake, and yeah, it was and like, he no, came, yeah, no, the devil no, came up and was like, chapter. hey man, you probably shouldn't do this. <laughs> like, like stop. Like, it was in the in the was if you haven't seen the documentary, Hell Satan question mark. Uh, it's actually a pretty good documentary. We talked about it. Um, that that was one in of the, the clips episode. they played. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like the. If you really think about it, the devil was kind of within the right mindset. The devil was like, hey, you probably shouldn't kill your son. <laughs> or, hey, Jesus, I know you're starving in the desert and have no food or water. Here, here's an apple tree. You know, like, and he was there's like, nah. a, So there is a book called Interview with the Vampire. It was very popular a long time ago. They made it into a movie with Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. It was part of a longer series about vampires and the spirits spun way out of control but it was one of those in for a penny and for a pound things Mm -hmm. and so in one of those um the vampire is time traveling or something it really got it really went off the rails but he (laughs) time traveling vampires he shows up i can see that well the idea is that the devil is actually like god's best friend who's telling him how fucked up he is and i really (laughs) i I really like so like you know um that that whole scene that whole temptation in the in the gar in the uh on the on the mount thing Mm -hmm. um he's like you know the devil shows up he's like you look like shit you should get something to eat man you know and then (laughs) and and then you know the problem that god that uh that the devil had with god and this was a bit apparently the big falling out was when Jesus was on his way to be crucified or whatever. And the devil shows up and they're friends, right? Cause Jesus is, cause Jesus is God. And, and, and he's like, I did it. I lived my whole life. I was a good person. I did everything. You know, this being a human being shit is a piece of cake. And the <laughs> devil's like, no, 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 no. Because you know, for a fact that there's a God, cause it's you like you have to, huh you don't know what it's like to not know whether there's really a God. And until you don't know whether there's really a God, you don't know what you would do as a human being 
faced right. with the tragedies. Like as God, you're like, yeah, I can withstand anything because I know there's heaven because <laughs> you're fucking God. <laughs> <laughs> and I know this is going to be over soon. And when it's over, things get better. Right. But but and the devil's just giving him all sorts of shit about it. And he's like, no, it, you, this does not count. You don't know what it's like to be. <laughs> you're human. not valid, sir. <laughs> yeah. He said, you don't know what it's like to be human because you've never known doubt about whether there was a God. And yeah. that is one of the biggest things about being human from the devil's point of view. True mortality. Yeah. You don't have true mortality because you don't know if you don't know if you close your eyes one time and they just never open again and nothing else happens. Little and without knowing for sure that that doesn't happen, it's easier to be godly huh. than, you know. 100%. Yeah, it was very cool. It's Anne Rice. That's that that's from that's from the book of Anne Rice. I think it was the bot the body thief. It was like the fourth one. The, the 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 series ran out of gas pretty quick, but like I said, once you're so, pouring over these. Go ahead. <laughs> I have a question. Um how do you feel about the whole um uh, because I was basically drilled um into oh, yeah. learning all about this. <laughs> Uh, when I was growing up Catholic, um, oh. I've had to say that so many times growing up Catholic, uh, <laughs> but um, they basically drilled this into my mind, basically saying like, hey, like the book of Revelations, you know, it's kind of a thing and uh, it's going to happen. And it's supposed to have happened for the last 2000 years, but you never know. It could happen. <laughs> um, so how do you feel about the book of Revelations? I feel um ambivalent no uh <laughs> so the thing about i mean the book of revelations is what sells the rest of the book yeah like 100 there's no 13 year old catholic kid who hasn't poured over that to look for signs and things like that i mean it's the only part of the bible that hasn't happened yet if you yeah, think of it it's that the way. exciting part it's the exciting part <laughs> Every, everything else is like, and then Job did this, and Eli did that, and Jesus did the other thing. But this is what's coming. Do, you, is, rem do you remember uh, recently how uh, in the, I forgot what part of the, I forgot what sea or what ocean, but there was an oil rig that uh, part of the pipeline broke and uh, the oil spilled oh, on the and the whirlpool happened. And then the whirlpool happened within that area and it was on fire because it's oil and then right. there was do you did you, do you remember i that? didn't see any of that no i'm sorry oh but it happened like maybe i don't know a few weeks ago maybe a month ago uh and so this fucking this giant you know those giant oil uh infrastructures out in the middle yeah, of the oil ocean. rigs oil yeah. Rigs, platforms yeah. yeah one of the the pipes the one of the pipelines under under the deep sea broke off and there was this huge gigantic fire and because it's oil and there was a fire, it's burning on the water. And then uh, for some fucking reason, <laughs> there was a fucking whirlpool. <laughs> so like uh, it got all this coverage, right? And then there's all these people, they're like, this is from the book of revelations, you know, the, 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 the sea and the serpents will come. And, th and it was just like, this was, this we was called it BP was going to create a whirlpool in the Bible. <laughs> like, like, the, like people know this is just an accident. Like, come on. <laughs> it's, I don't know. What's I feel like what's mysterious to me is that a Jesus was purported to have said, you cannot figure it out. Like that was page one. He's like, hi, I'm here. God's <laughs> coming. You will never see him coming. 
And then at the end of the book, everybody's like, okay, so what are the signs that he's coming? Uh, well, the signs that he's coming are you're never going to fucking figure it out. That's literally what Jesus said. <laughs> literally, page one. <laughs> he said, hi, I'm here. You got going to figure this shit out. And everybody's like, okay, so when are you coming back, really? Come on. You, know? you, got, you, got, you got you to tell us. Come on, man. <laughs> you know. Jesus, so, come on. And, and so that's where, and again, people just want comfort and safety. Mm -hmm. They want to know that they're on the right path. They want to know that they're doing the right thing. And for people who are willing to take their money, like Sherry Schreiner, you know, mm -hmm. they can feed them this fairy tale that makes them, that hits in their, like, it makes them feel worse, but it's, it's like ordering a pizza when you're depressed and feeling fat, you know, times. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like the awfulness of it is yeah. also joyful. Right. Yeah, it's like, Oh, it tastes amazing. But then yeah. after the fact you're like, damn, fuck it. I'm never coming back from this. I'm having this pizza. <laughs> You know, and that is how people feel when, you know, a lot of a lot of her followers were people who were in legitimate churches. And as you were pointing out about revelations, you know, the legitimate churches have been saying, oh, he's coming back very soon for too long, mm. you know. And so now they're like, oh, no, he's already back. The devil's back and he's winning and you're not doing anything about it. All right, cool. Well, now I have a mission. Now I'm part of something bigger now i can mean something because my life mostly is meaningless but if i'm in charge of making sure that the devil doesn't win the apocalypse which is going on now under our noses then i can get up in the morning and go to my shitty job at the bank and then you know go out at night and fight devils in the in the wilderness huh so so what i think about this is that if revelations um, or the book of revelations is to happen or, for, or, or is happening for, or for some reason, mm -hmm. if it is to happen, why do people think, Oh, I have to be the best person. I have to, I have to do all these because things. during the rapture, only the best get taken. Right. Okay. But think about it. Think really hard about it. If the rapture is supposed to happen any minute now, why do I have to be in my best behavior? Well, why not actually enjoy my life within the means of morality of human morality? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, because and well, because you know, human morality, you you'll think having sex is great, but you know, fucking Jesus okay. is like, no, nah, you can't have sex. Well, but one of the it. things that the Catholics don't believe, but many religions do believe, is that, and like more religions believe this than should make anybody comfortable at all is that <laughs> literally there are only 144,000 people from the history of man who are going to get into heaven. What? Yeah. yeah. So, if so it said in revelations, it says 12,000 from each of the 12 tribes of Israel. So a, not me, but also, <laughs> um, so it's about a hundred. So not about specifically a hundred. So VIP club. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. If I'm not and, on the bouncers list, then what's the point? You know, I'm yeah. Gonna... At this point, you know you're not in the top 144. You know, there's no way. That's... I don't. I don't know if Mother Teresa made the top 144. You know, that's a very exclusive club. And and so that's that's where that's where the urgency comes from. You know, people who believe that 
that space is limited, you know, mm. and that they have to be one of the top 144,000 Christians in the history of ever, you know, ever, right? In the history of ever, in the, you, ever since any, any like human, yeah, yeah. human, like, yeah, technically Gandhi, the well, Gandhi was like, a rapist. Okay. Yeah. All right, I've said it before and I'm going to say it again and it's kind of fucked up, but it's true. Who within the 1950s to the 1970s was not a rapist? I'm going to say it now. I know it's kind of fucked up, but think about it. There's well I'm I'm, I'm going to outdo you. When I, when He's like I'm not a rapist. There's there's no way that FDR did not commit date rape. I will I will. Uh, yep. <laughs> and if you have a problem with that, then probably you shouldn't accept social security. I don't know. You know, I don't know how like, mad it, you're going to be. If if somehow you're offended for if any of Franklin these things, you're, you're the issue. was alive today. And he, for some fucking reason, oh, had no, a those Twitter. Awful, awful people. Oh my God. If these, if people. all these old presidents had social media. Oh my can. God. No, they were all, all detestable, detestable men. About, I'm about not, to go get this side girl. Like, yeah. <laughs> just, wait a minute. This isn't Google. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How, yeah, no. how to commit adultery. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I they're they're all they're all detestable people. But you know, again, they're the they're the uh they're the um the protagonists in their story, and their story was more important than ours because they got to be president. So yeah, yeah they, no, ev- they got to be even awfuler. They chose to be even awfuler. It's it's the kind of I think I don't think they no one no there's no way they don't see themselves as evil right they don't see themselves 100 i 100 believe that because i feel like the more good and high and great of a person you feel like you are i feel like that person feels like it's more okay to be that much more bad right because they're doing the best stuff i'm a superhero so it's okay to kill someone right yeah also i i guess i don't know i've been having a lot of different you know i Squirrel thoughts? Yeah, squirrel thoughts. Sorry. <laughs> I call them squirrel thoughts. But if the idea of alternate realities exists, and what's to say that we're not an alternate reality where we have um, basically what's going on right now to this very moment? And what's to say the actual 100% reality well, is where for some reason, for some fucking reason, like Kanye West was president. Well, in that case, in the multiverse theory, and I'm sure you would agree that yeah. if there is a multiverse, every alternate reality is, is an alternate reality. And therefore, there is no one true reality because every there's an infinite amount. Yeah. Uh, it's I'm very so complicated. I'm, you can't comprehend it. We, we've no, talked I'm about just, this so many times. It's, it's very an, complicated. I'm just an awful spoiler person. Um how how does that change the way you live your day-to-day life it doesn't but it does create an existential crisis <laughs> you know and this this um, the people that i hate the most on the planet are the people who believe that there's no such thing as free will mostly oh because they don't god. ever oh god mostly because they don't ever shut up about it they're like the vegans of the vegans of uh or the crossfit of religion being. yeah right um and like you can't act like you don't believe you have free will. Like you can't act that way. Like, why would you try to convince me? You know that it's wasting your time, but then, well, 
I guess you had to say it because back in the Big Bang, it was decided that you were going to go on and on forever about how no one had any choices. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. And so it's a loop. And why talk to those people? So they they they, they just make me a little crazy. Uh, the multiple universe thing is so much fun to think about, you know, but it's also. All right. So we started this off with fat boy punishment juice. <laughs> right. <laughs> I I would love to fantasize about a world where I make better health decisions. <laughs> well, honestly, that, that could be this here. world, but that <laughs> exactly. could be this world. I just haven't made that decision. Like what would be what would be how different would the universe be where I didn't like to cram cheese into my face 24 hours a day? <laughs> there could be an alternate reality where you non-stop drink every single day and it's far worse than the oh there you, you go right now oh, yeah i'll think about that before i go to sleep today you could be like, there's <laughs> gonna be so much better, better than, than the other poison. demons yeah. yeah there's there's an alternate reality where you eat nothing but cheese <laughs> that's that's a better reality that's that's actually i think just heaven yeah, yeah. <laughs> the way i think about it whenever, <laughs> like if i'm ever confused like should i be doing this i'm like well nowadays i've gone through so much therapy i'm like well, I could be doing something worse, but I'm doing this and this isn't yeah. that bad. Yeah, you know? I could be in an alleyway injecting myself with meth. But you know what? <laughs> I'm here eating. Here we are eating yeah. cheese and, and various amounts of meat. You know what? Yeah. I'm doing OK. Caffeine, nicotine, pizza. Yeah. <laughs> At least low I'm great drugs. Meth. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Here's to the low grade drugs, gentlemen. <laughs> Cheers to that. <laughs> Salad. I'll drink to that. That boy punishment juice. <laughs> and that's funny because because of COVID, we, we kind of gain weight. And you know what? Now I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna I'm gonna use that line. Maybe you know what? I'm gonna be honest. I choose to blame COVID for me gaining weight. And while it may have done a <laughs> bit, a a bit of it, uh, you know what? It's your own fault. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, technically my own fault unless you don't have free will because that's true what if i don't well, have free will? one of the uh one of the things that i've been i practiced saying this for so long you know when you know you're going to say something and then when you finally say it you're like oh that does Damn. sound like i've been thinking about it for too long <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so i was in a doc they did a documentary about this thing that i'm in the book uh, that i wrote the book about uh it's called the devil you know mm. and what i said to everyone before i was like you know, they say the camera adds 20 pounds and COVID probably added 20, but 30 of that <laughs> is whiskey that I would have drank one way or the other. <laughs> Same. <laughs> we feel that. Yeah, I didn't get to I didn't actually watch the whole thing because I really did. I I'm I think I'm 70 pounds heavier than I was five years ago. And if I don't know if you've ever seen your great huge self on I, I couldn't watch i'm like it was too depressing i couldn't get up in the morning after i'm like holy fuck you are fatter than you even thought and you yeah. and you didn't have and you and you thought you were pretty fat at the beginning and people yeah, are like you were so good i'm like did you see how big i was yeah they're like I, yeah I, we've I, seen how big you were for your whole life i don't know why you're just figuring it out yeah, before covid um both of us basically were i guess in a sense gym freaks in a sense in a weird way but um, i we were also like i i feel like legitimately we, it's not diagnosed or anything but if you look at it it's like 
total body dysmorphia. Yeah, definitely one hundred percent. I look back at pictures from like 2019, 2020, 2018. I'm like looking back now, I'm like, damn, like I was super fit. But at that moment, I was thinking I'm fat. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, oh, but but now looking back, like damn, now I'm fat. Yeah. No, (laughs) and and maybe okay, so think about it. Within an alternate universe where we have free will <laughs> or no free will, or mind you, um, say, for example, in two years, you gained another 30, 40 pounds, which is a lot. That's a lot. And mm-hmm. you were to take pictures now and you were to look at the pictures right now of saying that you're fat. But it, within that like time yeah. frame in the future, you're like, wow, I said I was fat then. But look at me now. So yeah, I guess you would always be saying you were yeah, always, always going to be judgmental about yourself yeah, because so, of yeah. the social construct of like basically trying to be in a sense, quote unquote, good uh, or like, yeah, per- aesthetic. Perfect. I've written I mean, a couple of beer books and my last beer book came out as I bottomed out on my weight. What, what is a t- beer book? Um, I wrote uh, I. I wrote the history of beer in my area. So I wrote Maryland. Oh, nice. oh okay. Okay. Nice. I was like, okay. I, I was thinking Eastern something shore beer different. and uh, the, and Delaware beer are the two beer books I wrote. And the last beer book I wrote was as I bottomed out on my weight. And my publisher <laughs> actually said, would you prefer to use this picture instead? And I'm like, no, 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 I'm not going to pretend I'm somebody I'm not. That was when <laughs> this is me now. <laughs> that was when I hated myself for being so fat and I was 240 pounds. This is when I hate myself for being so fat and I'm 300 pounds. We're going to yeah. we're going to do a book at each uh, uh, <laughs> uh, a, a book at each at each weight at each weight class. <laughs> we're going to we're going to have tears. Yeah. to this there's going to be a prequel <laughs> there's bronze tier there's diamond the, tier the trilogy so some artists like you know like the blue period this is like this is this he wrote this during his 300 pound period <laughs> uh, so real quick if you could yes, tell us um something without you know obviously these were like real world events but you know when you when you write a book i being the author that you are you have your own way of being artistic about your writing and Mm -hmm. i mean it's pretty well uh without diving into a rabbit hole (laughs) real Uh quick what could you tell us about uh how or what how or why or how would the online cult of sherry shriner happened or ended because i know she that whole summary happened uh but I, you know, I tried looking her up and there's, and there's, and there was like so much on her it's crazy. or not on her. It, it, it was like, I, I don't know where to start right. or whatever. Uh, well, the cult is still working. They are still accepting donations. You can mm-hmm. still, you know, it's very interesting. Now they're actually publishing Sherry's prophecy about COVID-19. And they're uh, not the same ones as QAnon, right? Well, she was... The QAnon thing was really weird because I actually took it out of the book because I'm like, no one will understand what QAnon is because I wrote the book three years ago, right? I was working on the book. And when I got to the point, I'm like, you know what? It would take too long to explain what QAnon is. So I took all the QAnon stuff out of the book. And then as the book was coming out, it was like, oh, I guess I probably 
should it call it's this all right book? most of our most most of our <laughs> listeners have to like google check to make yeah. sure <laughs> they're like Dude, wait these guys nah i don't let me real let me let me let me fact check these guys yeah <laughs> um and so so but anyway so yeah they're still they're still going on they're still going strong you can still buy orgone i bought i bought an orgone pendant um just so I could say that I did, honestly. Actually, I was trying to get the lady to interview with me, and I thought if I bought her a stupid thing, she would. Nice. Um, but she <laughs> <Nice>. didn't. <laughs> but I still have one. Um, and so, yeah, but Sherry is Sherry. Sherry is dead. That's not a huge spoiler. Like, you know, because one of the things I've been finding out is that people start to read this book, and even though they buy it and it says it's nonfiction, and even though in the very beginning of it I say this is – they get like to chapter two and they're like, he is making this shit up. There's no way this really happens. Yeah, because you, every, any any normal person like, wait a minute, reptiles, N- yeah. vampires, people look this stuff up. Like one of my book reviews actually said, I stopped reading this book to look up and make sure it wasn't nonfiction. To make sure it wasn't a fiction <laughs> book. Like I didn't believe what he was writing in this book, uh, and I understand it because it's a lot of it is way out there. It's um, more the, taboo. The well, but what I tried to do was I I just decided to believe that I believed that they believed, and once okay. I accepted that they really thought this, that they weren't crazy, that they weren't any crazier than someone who walks around with dust on their head every ass Wednesday, yeah, you know? or the crackhead that we interviewed, yeah. So <laughs> if they're we won't talk if they're that. not crazier than anyone else and they really believe this, then what do we get? And so that's how I was able to kind of get inside the way they worked and take them uh, seriously. I would like to tell one quick story. I know we're way up against it, but um, one of the women who was a big believer um, was, uh, uh, I just call her MJ in the book because she didn't want her name to be used. Uh, She... um, they have this sacred rock that they call orgone. You can look it up online right. if you have, if you can take the day off. And she and she was told to go put orgone at the uh, Super Bowl oh. in um, in New Orleans because uh, Sherry had heard that the devil was going to blow up the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, and so she went and she put orgone all over the Superdome in New Orleans and in the parking lot in the in the surrounding area they put tons of orgone out there and this was in 2012 mm-hmm. um and this was when they had the blackout during the super bowl right and and so when the lights went out they all thought that she had prevented the super bowl from being <laughs> blown up and i mean wouldn't you like I, it's a I, I'm in that kind of sense. I would feel. I don't know. I'm I'm more realistic. I I I don't know. I, if somebody said, "Go put this rock by that building, or it's gonna blow up," and then later that does day, it and then it doesn't blow up, and there's a huge power outage. That's. I, I would. I I know. I I would. <laughs> I would definitely be contradicting, or no, not contradicting. I would very 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 much be questioning. A lot of things, even myself, am I, am I, am I looking at this? Is, is what I'm seeing real? Because this woman 
beforehand was like, okay, there's there's gonna be a bomb, there's gonna be explosion, people are gonna die. I'm gonna put this all over the place, and then there's only a power outage, and now you, for whatever reason, that power outage was, you can take ownership of oh, yeah. defending that. Yeah, it absolutely the case. It's I don't. It's crazy. Yeah, you would, but you would believe that you saved all those people. Yo, I mean, how yeah, could you not? Yeah, I mean, I would. I think I 100%. would. And so that is how I think that's the best way to look at these people. They do these things and they seem to work. And so they must be true. Hmm. If 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 you or or you, Tony, I don't know received some sort of message mm -hmm. in like your dream either in a dream or i don't know a thought a vision and it like it felt real it felt more it felt as much as reality as reality gets that hey the, the your, your next door neighbor is going to i don't know blow his house up or kill right. himself or do something what would, would, would you or you like given that it hasn't it's, happened yet would you act upon it it's really hard to say like as i was saying before with the guy who you know killed his kids he's like oh yeah no i know i'm going to jail but i saved the universe and it's worth it for me to go to jail i don't know hmm. i don't know how a person gets there i i mean I talk about this for a living, so the odds of it happening to me are very, very. Wait until it happens in real life. <laughs> because Speaking if it happened to me in real life, life, yeah, if it happened to me in real life, I would definitely be like, okay, time to like, check wait a in minute. somewhere. I've seen this before. Yeah, Netflix I know the symptom. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, it's it's hard to, you know, because in all the movies, what's everybody say? It can't be me. I'm not that important. Oh no, you're the right. only one. Everyone who can save says the that. Or I'm not the main character. Or yeah. I'm the main character. It can't happen to me. Like, right. Well, so maybe, maybe these people who see these visions have some type, and not to I guess um, negate everything that pretty much they I guess manifested. Um, maybe they have some type of hero complex that they okay. need to but, but maybe that hero complex is is that yeah i, I get where you're going with that. Yeah, yeah but yeah. to my question what i mean he, he i mean he said he might you know just he just might but would you given like you got this vision hence whether it's a dream or in the daytime or wherever the fuck you you have this real life premonition something like that that your next door neighbor is going to either kill himself or hurt someone. Would you act upon that true life feeling? Hmm. I mean, I don't know. It's if it were a dream. Right. Okay. If it were to come to me in a dream, I mean, I dream about a lot of weird things. <laughs> I've dreamt that I've met Arnold Schwarzenegger at, okay. you know, a cafe and okay. he bought me a latte. Okay. Um, and <laughs> for some reason he, grabbed it and threw it at me and i was scolding <laughs> so i i don't know maybe if i went to a cafe and i saw the arnold schwarzenegger i'm like wait, wait a minute, a minute. <laughs> i know where this is going 
Okay. But no. Like, but right that, now. That actually happened to my grandfather, except not with he got Arnold Schwarzenegger. hit by Arnold Schwarzenegger? No, he, he had a dream <laughs> that he found a $20 bill and got on the bus and he went and he sat next to the guy on the back of the bus and they got in an argument and he stabbed them. Oh. He got up the next day. He, uh, the, he he's found the $20 bill. He got on the bus. There's a guy sitting on the back of the bus. He sat in the front of the bus. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I, I too in my that's, entire, yeah, that's a common thing. Yeah, oh, go ahead, please. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Interrupt. No, no, yeah, but like, I was just gonna say, in my entirety of my whole life, I've only had one dream that was real, one not even a premonition. Mm-hmm. So my my ex, my ex girlfriend, you know, Alec. Yeah. Uh, so I was with her for like I don't know, maybe a year and a half, but it was long distance. But so her, she had a a grandfather. And and that grandfather, that grandparent passed away like unbeknownst to me. I had no idea about it. And then that grandmother passed away. You know, she obviously because, you know, you have four grandparents on the mother's side and on the father's side. Yeah. Okay. Right. So but this was on the the, the others. This is what speaking on one side, the father's side. Okay. Well, one of them uh, finally. So both the the one of the finally. yeah finally <laughs> jesus old... i thought he'd go on forever <laughs> no so so the, the the last one the second one finally dies you know i'm not saying like oh you know hooray but <laughs> i took a lunch break right i was on my lunch break i went to my room mm-hmm. and i took a nap i had a, a a super realistic dream where i was in mexico where they were living i dreamt that i visited their house I was in their house. I, I I saw the floors, the color of the house, the walls. I, I was welcomed by both of the grandparents. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, we've been waiting for you. And we, we just need you to do one thing. We just need you to be, we need you to go to her father. And her, we, they, they, they both pointed at the same time to their right, my left. Mm-hmm. And to my left was her father sitting down on the couch. And I had never seen what her father looked like. I had never seen what either of their parents, I had not known wow. that they had died. Right. And I was like, Hey, like I, I um, I had this, I, I, you know, I woke up and I was like, and, Oh, they were like, Oh, you have to take care of her. Make sure she's okay. So you the know? grandparents told Yeah. They, they were pretty much giving me their blessing. Mm. And I was like, Hey, I had this dream and it's going to sound weird, but I described it to her and she was like, what the fuck? Like just yesterday, the day prior to me having the dream, the, the, the grandparent died. Mm-hmm. Wow. And uh, the way I described the house, the flooring, the furniture was exactly how their house, what that their grandparents house was in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And I have never been talked to. I ha- she never told me about it. Never described it. I've never seen pictures of them. But I described them and the setting perfectly. Wow. And it, it just blew my fucking mind. Like, how? So something that I want to bring up. Um, I don't know if you remember, like, a few episodes ago where I talked about that one dream. Um, I'll, I'll say it again. Um, that still somewhat, because I... I am an atheist for those of you who um, are listening to the podcast. Right. Um, but it's still somewhat, it, it weirds me out 
because I've had a dream yeah. where I've arrived at a train station and I don't oh, know. Oh yeah. The, and the Grim Ripper. Oh, well, yeah. So basically Spoilers. for those, um, <laughs> so uh, for you, Tony, um, yes, th- there's, I-, I had this one dream um, and I've heard many, m- many multiple like um, dreams, like, um, like Perez's over here um, where they have kind of this premonition. But in this dream, I was at a train station. I don't remember how I got at this train station, but I was at this train station waiting and the train finally arrived and I boarded the train and I sat on the seat of this train station. And um, once I took a seat, the train conductor um, came by as the train was already moving and he sat by me, um, actually across me. I, it's so vivid. Um, and he brings out a bottle of whiskey. I, I can, I can remember the taste of the right. actual whiskey itself. Wow. It's so crazy. I can remember the taste. I can remember the texture of the actual glass itself. And he hands it to me and I, and I grab it and he tells me here, you're going to want to drink this <laughs> as I tell you what I'm about to tell you. And I grab it and I'm like, okay. And being as that whiskey is my favorite type of drink, You're I like, drink right. it. Yeah, I drink it. I'm like, okay, this is, this is great. This is okay. I'm on a train. I don't remember exactly how I got here, but <laughs> this is fine. And the train conductor basically talks to me. He's like, you're going to want to drink that um, before I tell you what I'm about to tell you. And so I, I oblige and I'm like, okay, I'll go ahead and drink this shot of whiskey. So I drink it. And I remember it. It's so weird. It's so vivid. It feels so warm. um, The whiskey that I drink, it feels as though it's, it's the best whiskey I've ever drank ever. Um, And I drink it. And then I set the glass down or the, the shot glass. Right. And the conductor um, looks at me in the eyes and, and I, it's weird. It's so fucking weird. Um, <laughs> but when I look in his eyes, it's, it's like, it's like someone that I've known for so long yet that I don't that know never seen before. that I've never seen before in my life. It, it was kind of a comfortable feeling and he looks at me in the eyes and I just stare at him and I, and he tells me, you know why you're here. Hmm. And I'm like, I, I don't, I don't <laughs> No, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't remember even why I was waiting for this train. And he tells me, think really hard. Do you really not know? And, look at that. <laughs> and and it, it makes it may sound weird. It was a weird fucking dream. But I looked outside the the train's window 
and I looked upon the meadows. I looked upon all the grass that was moving. And it was one of my favorite types of grass because I have a favorite type of grass. It was, it was, <laughs> right. it was blue fescue grass. Right. Oh, the super soft. Yeah. Like flowing water. grass. Yeah. 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 Okay. And I'm like, and I look around and he tells me, you know why you're here once again. And I look back at him and he, and I basically say, am I dead? And he says, yes, you are. And at that point, I'm basically freaking the fuck out. You know, I, I, I basically, I'm like, well, I can't, I can't be dead. I, I don't, there's no way. There's no fucking way. Like I'm, I'm basically cursing my fucking life out. I'm, I'm freaking the fuck out. I'm, I don't know. I, I just feel weird, yeah. but at the same time, I feel relaxed. I feel comfortable yeah. where I'm at. And I tell him, why am I here? And he says, I can't tell you that, but I can tell you that the ride from here on out is going to be smooth. Okay. Okay. And he basically goes on and tells me, now look, I'm going to pour you another glass mm -hmm. and you can drink it mm -hmm. whether you like or not. But I have other passengers to basically tend for. Yeah, right. Get comfortable mm -hmm. because the ride on here is pretty smooth. Mm -hmm. And I told him basically, is it, you know, is <laughs> my, it, is it bad? Is, is it, is it terrifying? Is it, is it fucked up where I'm going? Yeah. He's like, no, okay. it's pretty good. Okay. So get comfortable. Mm -hmm. So then he pours me another glass. And I'm holding this glass and I'm looking outside the window and looking at the meadows and everything starts to feel, I guess, normal in a way. Natural. It, to it, you. Natural to me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Comfortable okay. Okay. to basically bring me back. Mm -hmm. And I start to slowly accept it. Right. And he's like, well, I'm going to tend to Everyone's, the other yeah. people here on the train. Mm -hmm you're okay okay and he basically <laughs> gets up and he leaves mm. and that it's a, it? and that that was pretty much it. and it was a weird fucking dream to me. i mean i would be and i would be and look i'm out. i'm as atheist as the next fucking atheist can be all right i do <laughs> not 100 you're as uh, atheist I, as the next satanist right uh, <laughs> look i I respect everyone's fucking right, religion, right. you know, like everyone's whatever you want to believe, go ahead. If, if whatever you want to do in your life, go ahead. As long as it doesn't fucking, you know, do some stupid shit or fucking, you know, um, hurt anybody. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Believe in it. Mm -hmm. But I personally am atheist. If you don't like it, well, then you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, um, but that dream was so weird to me and it's not going to 
you know, yeah, it's, I, it's not going to make me a born again fucking Christian or Catholic as I once was. Right. But I feel like was, we all have like, yeah. weird, supernatural, yeah. fucking weird dreams that it, speak to us. It was such a weird dream that it felt so surreal. And I was wondering, Tony, if you have any insight or anything to say upon that dream. Maybe there's even a, I, I don't know. I, I haven't Googled it. If there's like some type of study of people. There, who there, there, there's like type. interpretations. Yeah. Well, for in, in my own in my own case, I've had uh, not a, not a very similar dream, but I think of it as the dream where I was done losing my faith. And it was people are like, all right, well, the world is ending and God is here. I'm like, no, there's no God. The world can't be ending. They're like, well, he's outside. And like in my dream, he's right here. (laughs) Yeah. And in my dream, like, I'm like, no, you're getting something wrong. Like I couldn't, but I, to me, as soon as you started to tell that story to me, it's, it sounded like coming to terms with, with your doubt about an afterlife and, you know, I think maybe telling yourself that, well, one way or another, it's, it's going to be okay. You know, it's certainly not going to be bad. It may not yeah. be better, but it, it probably won't be worse. Yeah. Cause that was the, that was, that was the, the impression I got. I'm like, well, it's the same one I got too. Yeah. I guess yeah. if he's, if he, I guess if he's, I guess if he's out there, I better go say hello or whatever, you know? Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> But I didn't believe it the whole time. I'm like, yes, you know, this... but I knew it was him. I knew that God was outside. And yeah. I was like, yeah, but not really, you know? Yeah. And that was, that's, I think about, as soon as you started telling that story, that was the first thing I thought of was that dream. Cause that very much, I mean, I try to shorten it cause I know you guys, <laughs> I know, I know we're pushing it. Uh, yeah. No, it's okay. It. It's, 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 it's totally fine. It's just a very, this if, is a very special episode. If we go to four, six, eight hours, <laughs> no, that's I, fine. We, 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 <laughs> well, realistically, we, we, we're at. I don't. What, I don't know if anybody's going to listen for much longer. Is oh, it's you know. totally fine. The, no. the loyal, the loyal listeners. <laughs> there's always there's for sure those eight people. Yeah, there's always <laughs> no, those but no, eight don't people. worry, Tony. Uh, we're not this. There, there's no, there's no one section that we can split it. So this is going to be part of the, you know, the mega. That we 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 started. Yeah, we a, call them the mega series. So there's like some split the, an episode. So our our episodes are net like averagely an hour. Our mini shows are like around thirty minutes, yeah. and yeah. like the ones that somehow end up being like really long because it just goes that long. Or I've, right. I've genuinely mega- had people like um, uh, Shives. I don't know. If, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, he's come up to me and he's like hey man like you're totally di- well he first said you're totally different on the episode than you are an actual person uh, but well, i mean you're not yeah well, you're, yeah <laughs> but anyways he he also said like hey man i was listening to your episode and i had to genuinely stop my car to actually think about the things that you've been talking about yeah because uh, honestly because we're, we're not we're not like a fictional episode like we're you know we talk about reality stuff you know there's we're comedy entertainment right true crime like horror conspiracies non-fiction right. stuff and like a lot of the shit we did we talk about yeah we try to like bring a more artistic comedic light to it mm-hmm. but it's all it's real life you know like with a sprinkle of satire right <laughs> just a slight sprinkle and then a little dash of depression <laughs> and a and a dose of alcoholism <laughs> uh, a huge dose but that's another story 
<laughs> no, but uh, I, I, no, um, it's it's been it's been a really great time talking with you, Tony. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, but anyway, we, my short version was that was my my impression is that it's you struggling with your with how to move forward, you know, after having lost your faith. That's what I that's how I interpreted my own dream. That was similar. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think the hardest part of, I guess, um, my faith, because I once again, um, for those of you who are listening um, for the podcast version, I was genuinely 100 120% um, Catholic. I followed it every single as portion. A yeah, as, okay. a, as a child. Okay. Um, like I learned every single prayer you can like know under like, like the Bible. I, I knew everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was literally about to become a, um, a preacher. Uh, yeah, basically, <laughs> really? yes. Disgusting. I was going through the whole process um, until, <laughs> until I genuinely, I shit you not, I sat down in You're a like hotel room. I sat down in a hotel room in 2013 or 2012. Um, and you were on acid. And, and it's honestly kind of crazy to think about that in 2012, some of our listeners were only 12 years old, but that's, that's another, wait a minute. <laughs> it's wait a minute. It's, it's weird to think about, but in that, 2012, I was 42. Wait a minute. What? In 2012, you were 42. Yeah. It's you funny. Look like you're, you look like you're in your, on the last show. He's like, like I hope late... I live to 50. I'm like, I am 50. Trust me. You look like you're in your early forties of anything. I was yeah, going to say early thirties. You don't want to be. Mean, I mean, I have gray hair, 50. so yeah. I'm, I'm gray. Yeah. We now. both, we both have basically developed gray hair. <laughs> I mean, that, that, you know, so. it, you know, you know, the president, you, it's a perfect example. The president goes in perfect black hair and then comes right. out four years later white as heck white yeah. hair and like so um i i i didn't know how old you were and i was like you look you look pretty good for however for, old you were 50 yeah he was hoping he didn't live to be 50 i'm like oh when you get to 50 <laughs> you because the problem is people uh and i louis ck said this first but i like to repeat it you know you don't really die you just pay for all the sins you committed for the second half <laughs> of your life you know, you're 50 and then stuff really starts to hurt. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I can't even, I don't, I, I have no, like, yeah, I so can't imagine cool. myself 20 years from now. Like, I, you can't, I don't know was, if you can imagine yourself 20 years from Louis now. Was Louis CK the guy who said that basically nothing happens after you die? The only thing that happens after you die is that fucking, um, uh, what's it called um he said something like something lives on um i I, I wouldn't know i I listened to a lot of louis ck stand up um but i know he said something along the lines of that oh okay yeah i don't know but yeah but uh, sorry squirrel but but no uh i i know i i feel like we we've had a very great like special like long longitudinal long 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 uh, Longitude, long, long, long very wrong words. <laughs> what fucking, uh, finish the sentence and we'll go back and put the word in. <laughs> <laughs> and 
editor, L- please L- add L- the we, we are word the here. editor. I am. The editor. Uh. <laughs> uh, what elongated? That's the fucking word. Elongated. It's a special. You know. Um. You know. It, it's been great. And I I wanted to ask you, Tony. Um. Uh, do you do you want to plug in anything and everything that you like if you have things that you want to share uh, w- w- with everyone? Yeah. yeah, please, if you if you're interested in I think that you guys might get an actual get a kick out of it. I, I, I write at by Tony Russo on Twitter and by Tony Russo, B-Y-T-O-N-Y-R-U-S-S-O dot com. Um, I write about a lot of the conspiracy stuff that didn't fit in the book. I put there um, also different things um, I had done. Uh, I've got some other, I've got other stuff coming up that I can't, that I'm not really ready to talk about yet, but for, right. for the, for the book stuff is there. My next book is actually, I'm working on a war memoir with a, with a veteran. Okay, so nice. um, it's just a hard right turn. So it's, it's like, you know, once I get people to start reading, you know, all my conspiracy stuff, then I'll just, put out something completely and utterly different and have to find all new people to read it. Uh, yeah. But the conspiracy stuff is fun. It's on medium. You can subscribe to me on Substack. Uh, a bagel manifesto is what that's called. Okay. So, okay. So this is probably going to piss off a lot of people, but that's the point of personal thoughts and you know what, expanding your mind. Right. Well, just... But Today I have okay, so this may sound weird to some people, but I I talk to myself sometimes. Okay, so <laughs> I talk yeah, yeah. A lot of people talk to themselves. Um, but I talk to myself sometimes and I was thinking of this one thing mm-hmm. where it may sound kind of messed up, mm-hmm. but this is our podcast. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um There is some veterans out there that choose to use the name mm-hmm. of their fallen friends mm-hmm. or their fallen comrades or whoever mm-hmm. within any argument. And while I understand, I totally 100% understand using those names in argument. Mm-hmm. I don't 100% understand using their friends' names in the arguments. And Tony, um, you can go ahead and add any anything that you would choose to, but I don't understand. Uh, um, uh, we're actually gonna. So for us, we're actually. He was a he was a, a Rangers guy, and he's making we're we're making up names anyway. Okay, um, but one so. Some of the names we're not making up. What the the turning point in the story is one is some guy that he had a real he didn't know him. He was a medic like you, mm-hmm. um, and he didn't know uh, he didn't know the guy real well. But it was one of those that just stayed with him. Yeah, and right. then he ran into his he ran into the kid's family when he was back stateside, like in this weird twilight zone bizarro wait, who are you kind of thing? Um, And so that's kind of the turning point of the story. So that guy's name's going to get used. Um, I think that, so when we did the show, if we, if I could, we didn't use the names unless I could, um, unless the 
unless the veteran I was speaking with had already given the heads up that he was going to be talking about him. Yeah. Otherwise, we would we would use a different name because what I heard from a lot of and this is something that I learned early on from the veterans. I didn't come up with this myself is you don't want to accidentally stumble across like, again, there's some really violent ways that people die. Right. And yeah. I talked yeah. to one guy and he's and he actually had he had seen an interview. His brother was in the first Battle of Ramadi and uh, he had seen an interview with a guy who was there like describing his brother dying in like like gory detail. And the yeah, guy wasn't being mean about it. He was just, you know, what are the odds that his brother's going to watch it? But then he does. And, you know, and that, and then he's got that with him forever. So he yeah. told me that story. And after that, I was very cautious because you never know who's going to listen. Yeah, so unless exactly. the family, unless the family knows that this person's doing the, I mean, sorry, this is three years ago anyway, <laughs> but usually when, uh, when, unless the family knows that the, the uh, incident's going to be described. Um, we either change the name or the date or something like that to kind yeah. of shadow it. And in the book that yeah. I'm writing now, it's it's the same thing. And but he's, I mean, this is one of those. Uh, he was actually the guy who um, gave Saddam Hussein his checkup when they pulled him out of this. Oh, so this is one of those that's going to have to go, and the army is going to have to edit it before I even get a chance to to find it. But uh, yeah nice. so okay but using so the use so that's what i think about using the names is like you you don't you don't know like you don't know if this guy's kid's gonna pick up this book in 20 years exactly. right yeah they don't want to see that shit if they don't have to unless they know unless they're like i want to know what happened but they should be warned they should know that it's coming i mean trigger warning sounds a little <laughs> precious to say but it's true that's a that's a place where trigger warnings make sense yeah, this, yeah. this whole episode is gonna have a trigger so, warning so <laughs> so basically what i was i'm basically trying to like break down what i was trying to say is that sometimes um say for example like how you were saying um like the children or the families um find this type of article or our story or book or anything like that um and they read all these basically very detailed things like do these children genuinely need to know and while i understand that it's it's okay for, I guess, some people to actually understand what actually happened because it genuinely, you know, adds to the actual sacrifice right. and like everything that happened. Does it really need to be within such gory detail that names need to be dropped? Or yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's basically I what I was. I honestly, say. I honestly don't think they do. I don't know if it's. I think that if you're elevating someone or mm -hmm. if you're putting the, you know, if, if, if you're putting the incident in context and it's unavoidable. Um, but one of the things that made, again, it, I, I hate to brag about a show that, that no, got yeah, canceled yeah. and I got kicked off of, but <laughs> you know, one of the things that I was, that I tried to do and that I'm trying to do in the book that I'm writing now um, is the 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 violence i want i want people to understand that the that they're part of it like yeah. whether yeah. you were out with protesting against the war or whether you were protesting for the war 
yeah. this death is on your hands as much as anybody else's. Yeah. And so if you, that's, that's the way that I think we need to look at war generally is that I don't care if you're for it or against it. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like if someone has your flag on their arm and something terrible happens to them, you have a part in that. And you have to 100%. accept that you have a part in that, whether you wanted to or not. There's lots of shit that happens we don't want to be part of, but it's too yeah. bad. And to pretend like, well, I was against the war, so somehow this death is less tragic is, you know, I don't yeah. want to let anybody off the hook by just saying, well, if you were against the war, then it's okay to skip over how much a part of this violence you were anyway. You know, makes sense. It, 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 I agree with you. Um, but I, I, I think we, we, I feel like we, we would agree. Uh, uh, we've hit. Yeah. We've run up against it for sure. Uh, we've hit our good. I didn't bring enough booze with me. I'm sorry. I I, I went, (laughs) I went dry 45 minutes ago. Definitely have yourself a drink. Uh, it'll take us maybe like 10 minutes, 20 minutes, maybe to, you know, fine tune and save and then upload it all and for the all the apps to you know yeah 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 whatever and all that so it'll the, the episode will definitely be up within an hour and everything but um i just uh, wanted to start our outro and you know thank you uh, like a hundred times thank you yeah, for definitely appreciate uh, thank you for showing pleasure. up uh, it's absolute pleasure thank you for having me um is there going to be an after when you're done recording or are we going to say no, everything recording? like after, after, uh, after, after we say goodbye right now, uh, pretty much, uh, this is it. Uh, okay. like we're, we're so, not going to, con- we're not going to continue talking right. or anything. Well, so you have my, you have my email address. Um, I saw yep. you guys had a Patreon. If you want, send me one of your Patreon members, uh, name and address and I'll shoot them out a book and I'll, uh, I'll sign. <laughs> so, uh, so about that. So if you are listening yep. and you want to join the Patreon and support the show yep. and be the first Patreon, because we don't yeah. have any yet. That's yeah, fine. Because we just recently started our Patreon. Yeah. It, it, well, now there's it, an incentive. The first. The yeah. First now if, if you've made it's it, it's like a $30 far, value. If it, it's it's I'll send them the hardcover. I got hardcovers here. The whole oh, nice. The, now you yeah. have a genuine. Nice. So now you got a 5% discount on our store. You get a hardcover. There's a whole incentive. Only one of you does. does get only, yeah, only one of you. <laughs> only one of you. And it's the first person. Uh, question. Will there be an autographed version of this hardcover? Yeah, yeah. No, I'll send it. You send me the name and address and I'll make it out to the person and I'll send it to them. For nice. Me. 100%. Uh, wondering if I can get an autographed version Excuse of this me? hardcover. So, so you're, so you're, so you're going to support this? You're going to join the Patreon? I, I a, might just join the Patreon just to get this hardcover. Uh, send me your address. I'd be happy to send you. A no, book. honestly, uh, I would I would would rather yeah, pay yeah. you for the, uh, the book. yeah but we can talk about this on the uh after part but uh genuine, like i would like an, uh uh like a you know fully signed version of uh this hardcover book and uh yeah i i would genuinely like to uh to fully like fully expand feel my him. mind <laughs> yeah that's fine well it'd be uh, my honor to send it thank you but f- yeah thank so you. for those of you listening if you now have been questioning joining the Patreon, maybe like, oh, maybe I should buy a merch. Maybe I should buy a shirt. Maybe I should buy not. Now, if you want to buy a shirt, you can subscribe to the Patreon, 
five bucks is your starting Patreon. You get that discount. And now being the first person, you can get this exclusive offer. Honestly, you're, you know, honestly, I, if, if I was a listener, I would do it. I don't know who wouldn't do it. Yeah. Like it's perfect. And if you're not following any of us on social media, you're just missing out on the updates. Yeah. Follow Tony Russo, you know, go back, you know, just listen to all of this three times over. It's, and, it's been uh, a great time. By the way, uh, Tony Russo, do you have any uh, social media links that it's, our listeners all, can follow? It's all by Tony Russo, B-Y-T-O-N-Y-R-U-S-S-O, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Twitter is where I'm the most active, but I put things on Facebook and Instagram when it occurs to me. Well, there you go. We'll, nice. we'll, we'll for sure. Now that we know, we'll for sure find that link and follow you ourselves. Awesome. But uh, thank, thank, thank you. Absolutely I know pleasure. it's, I know it's later on your side of the United States. Appreciate it's probably it, like yeah. 12 o'clock. I think maybe it is. It's midnight and I'm, yep. I'm 50. I don't know if I mentioned that. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> this is well, you're night. looking very, you're looking yeah. great for your age. Where yeah, I, you. I, I, I don't say this to undermine any of it, but I, well he's younger he's like two you're, you're like a year and a half two years younger than me yeah i'm literally half your age i'm 25 yeah, turning 26 doesn't... in january but what, what it, i appreciate everybody your age because you have so much my my oldest daughter is 30 wow <laughs> that I, even that like it, it's just it's great it's great i, have I i'm not two daughters older either. than you <laughs> two daughters. I have it's four all, daughters. Two of them are older than you. It's all great. It's all th- great. Uh, thank you so much for being all part right. of this episode. And thank you. Yeah, thank you. Just thank you. Yeah, and we uh, appreciate my you. pleasure. Yeah. And if you're listening, we appreciate you. Uh, thank you. And as always, good morning, good, good afternoon, afternoon, good evening, and good night. And till next time. Goodbye. And uh Good night, Tony. Yeah. Thank you. Good night, Tony.